So here we go, Life Jitsu, Art of Life, another podcast episode. This is actually a continuation of the last one, right? The bike ride, I was just testing it for the wind, and you know what? Let's just keep shooting. Let's keep shooting. I apologize if that wind is bothersome, but, uh, you know, um, who knows? We might get some good stuff, so I was just talking about how I love going uh, stream of consciousness. I want to talk a little bit today about ego. It's one of my favorite topics, and you really need to confront your own ego, and you need to be honest about it. A lot of false narratives, a lot of people... I apologize for that win. A lot of people feigning humility. A lot of people just saying, hey, don't be a jerk, don't... Don't be full of yourself, and they just think small. Stay humble, hide, go hide in the closet, go hide in the corner somewhere. Don't don't draw attention to yourself. But I'm here to tell you, you're going to have to wrestle with that ego of yours if you want to do bigger and greater things. If you really want to move beyond scratching the surface. You're going to have to explore the dimensions of that ego from supreme confidence to sometimes being maybe a jerk to extreme humility and extreme selflessness from selfishness to selflessness. You're going to have to explore it. How else do you know? And different seasons of your life will require different parts of your ego. Sometimes a season for selfishness, sometimes a season for selflessness. I think in the end, for most of us, as I've said, the best gift you can give to yourself, if you're evolved, if you're enlightened, in my opinion, the best gift to yourself is the gift of giving, the gift of giving to others. That will be so fulfilling. That will light you up. It will put a smile on your face to put a smile on other people's face. When you give to other people, you're actually giving to yourself. You're giving yourself because you get to feel that. You get to be a part of that. You get to share in that. You get to maybe help create that. You get to make someone else's day. Everybody's carrying something. You get to be a resource and be a part of that. So that's a privilege. It's an honor. I want to talk about that ego because even in jiu-jitsu, I mean, it's, it's, it's all paradox. It's all balance. All of it. People go way too far in one extreme, especially these business people all over LinkedIn, the, the alleged thought leaders and influencers who a lot of times have made a lot of money. And because they've made a lot of money, right, really good at making money, maybe really good at marketing, maybe right product, right time, whatever. But then they think that they're... They know everything. They just sit there and then they get and they give them a stage and they give them a mic and they think that they know everything. And they over, they always spout what's best for business, but what's best for business is not always truth. It's propaganda a lot of times. It's people out there sounding, you know, especially now, the same people that, I mean, look, there's so many companies that are just, that are just all about profit and they're just trying to masquerade now, right, behind values and mindfulness and good things and they're just masquerading for profit right they hire the right PR people the right marketing people and they're saying 
They're making a bunch of stuff up. And let's face it, that's, that's what happens a lot of times. So even the humility thing, a lot of the people in these big companies, their big money, they're not humble at all. And yet they're, they're pounding the drums of humility. Not even close to humble a lot of them. A lot of them have humongous egos. But they will never admit it. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm here to say, hey, you know what? It's, it's a fight. It's a struggle. It's a wrestling match. It's a grappling match. You versus your ego. I'm here to tell you what a lot of them won't tell you. They just want you to buy the product. They just want you to buy the product. I'm here to tell you the hidden battle in you. And what do I mean? Well, let's take a look. Let's, let's talk in concrete terms. Jiu-Jitsu, the world that I live in. Great metaphor for pretty much everything. Pretty much everything you ever want to know, we could talk about through a fighting metaphor. That's, that's real. Pretty much everything we, we ever, that we need to talk about, it's a metaphor for everything. Everything you need to know for life and philosophy, the fight world could teach you if you're a mindful person, if, you're, if you have the right intentions, right? The warrior poetry ideal, it's there. The yogis have sort of hijacked it, um, and, and everybody just thinks of the values and the mindfulness and the intention and everything, and, and they forget about the martial artists who are every bit as, you know, the elite martial artists that are every bit as much of the monks as yogis and anybody else. So let's talk in terms of fight analogies. Jiu-jitsu, day one, day, day seven, day eight, a white belt on the mat, pretty brand spanking new, comes, comes on the mat and what? A lot of the really athletic, the best athletes come into jiu-jitsu practice and what? They test themselves, they have big egos, they, they get schooled, right? Somebody's skinny, maybe even a girl, whatever, beats them, their egos can't handle it, and the elite athlete up and runs away and says, I never want to be on a jiu-jitsu mat again. I just got schooled. That's what they say to themselves. They never admit it publicly, right? They don't want to look bad. They're their egos, we see it so often. A lot of the elite athletes don't stick around jiu-jitsu or even wrestling because why? Because it's super hard work and it's, it's, it beats your ego up early on because you usually lose and you're losing to people who are less athletic, who are skinnier, sometimes even women. It's very hard on the ego, particularly the male ego. So we see these elite athletes all the time get run off. And so people say, well, check your ego at the door, right? Because the elite athletes get run off because of that. So big ego must be a problem. Uh, 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 uh. Slow down. Slow down with that. It's a paradox. You take someone like me, and I don't, and I don't believe that I'm unusual, by the way. I came into jiu-jitsu, I came from a wrestling background, went to Pedro Sowers in Utah, studied and trained there. Why did I keep coming back? I was getting beat when I was a white belt in those early weeks. I was getting beat a lot by the blue belts, by the purple belts, by the brown belts. Why did I keep coming back? It wasn't because, uh, because my ego was small. Quite the contrary. I kept coming back because my ego was big. And I don't think I'm the exception. I came in and I was looking, I was expecting to win on a jiu-jitsu mat. I thought, I'm here to win. Day one, I was there to win. I was there to beat the blue belts, beat the purple belts. I was there to win. And guess what? I was losing. Or I was spending so much energy, I was getting exhausted. And these, 
in the class, we were rolling for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. We were rotating every five minutes. So you had to roll maybe 40, 45 minutes for class. And I was gassed out by the second or third or fourth or fifth roll. And everyone else kept going. I thought, man, I'm in such good shape. I, I mean, I'm, I, I work hard. And yet, here I am. And I'm struggling to finish class. I'm gasping for air. What's going on? I was spending too much energy. I was not efficient. I wasn't trusting technique. But anyway, I was losing a lot early on. Why did I keep coming back? Because I hated losing. And I wanted to stay. I thought, you know what? I want to stay. I want to beat all of them. Everyone who's beaten me, I want to stay. I wanted revenge. I want to beat all of them. That's why I kept coming back. And I don't think I'm that unique. I think there are plenty of hyper-competitive people. Plenty of driven people. Just like Navy SEALs or someone like that who say, hey, this is really hard. There's a lot of failure here. There's... It's going to take a while to master and get really good at. So I was interested. It was an extreme challenge. I was getting whipped. And I kept showing up. Why? Because my ego. My ego demanded, you stay and you start winning, Frank. So they say, check your ego at the door. Martial artists don't have ego. Lie, lie, lie. Plenty, all the elite martial artists and fighters and combat sports athletes and wrestlers I've ever met have big egos. If you get deep into their psyche, if you watch them closely, they all have big egos. As Emmanuel Stewart said, as I've observed over three decades in the fight sports and beyond, in every endeavor I've ever been in, where I saw the most elite high performers, there was always a big, sizable ego. Those egos come in many shapes and sizes. They do come... Uh, Sometimes very well balanced with a lot of humility. So I am not just saying people think, well, big ego, they automatically assume, oh, you're a jerk, you're a bad person, you're a terrible person, you're despicable, and that is a mistake. Big egos come in all shapes and sizes, from massive jerk to super corrupt to ultra-greedy to criminal to deviant to homicidal all the way down to super big ego, but super giving, super generous, super warm, super sincere, super honest, right? That ego, the ego is just like human personality. It comes in so many shapes, sizes, forms, and varieties. So you have to start appreciating the complexity. We are all unique. We are all a combination of many things, of many factors, so just people just want you when they think of ego, oh, just be humble. That's, that's all they want. They want to put you in this little box, and they want you to be humble. And by putting you in that box, if you let them, you will handcuff yourself. You will limit yourself. And you will fight yourself, too, because you will want to be more. But your ego, you will be so small, or you will be feigning humility. You will be repressing so many things that you will be, it will be cognitive dissonance. You will not be you. You will be afraid to be you. And there will be this big dilemma. You will never operate on the highest level when you are fighting versus you like that. You are torn deep inside yourself. You have to be comfortable. You have to let go. You have to be you. And over time, you can fix you. You can trim you. Trim the fat that you don't like. Fix your flaws. But you have to learn to love you right where you are. Even with all your flaws and all your blemishes, you have to. 
And hopefully you're a good person. Hopefully you're mostly good at heart. Right? But you have to, because if you have that self-loathing or that repression and, oh, I need to be this to, for appearances to make other people like me and this, that, and other and to make the group like me. Hey, man, it, trust me, it's hard. You can be, you're going to make yourself a target when you get out here and you have a little bit of that chip on your shoulder, a little ego, and especially when you're honest about people, a lot of people are not going to like you. I get it, right? I want to be the most humble person people know. But to do that, I have to realize my own power. And to do that, I have to feel so confident and so content with the most beautiful parts of me. I have to know my own strengths. I have to do, for me, do great things. And I think when I do those great things, as I'm doing them, I have have that, that stain, that confidence, that gold for the soul which will allow me and free me to say, hey, make it about other people now. Put them first. Put yourself first for a time to figure it out, to get that confidence, to get that light, to get that love. And then when you get it, double down on humility and put other people first. Give to them. Spend your life giving to them, building them up. But first you got to build yourself up. And to do that, like I said... Some of us didn't hit the genetic jackpot. Some of us, um, we had to figure a lot of it out ourselves. We didn't have parents there to guide us. So I had to be my own biggest cheerleader. There are millions and millions like me here in, in, a, in the good U.S. of A. Just, you know what, we didn't choose it, but we have to be our own biggest cheerleaders. Because nobody's tripping over themselves. Nobody's rushing to sign up for that job. So, you know what? In my case, I'm not Gary V. Gary V's out there doing great things and he loves talking about his parents. And hey, that's a beautiful thing, brother. In another dimension, I'm sure I'm going to hit the genetic jackpot with the, fan, with the parents and the love and all that. But you know what, brother? It's all good. This is not a time for a pity party, but we don't all hit that genetic jackpot. Go look around. Go pay attention. Go to the downtrodden neighborhoods. Go to the inner cities. Go to where the... You know, neighborhoods where 70% of the kids are single family. And even then, when they're single family and it's just usually the mom around. And and then even then, a lot of those moms aren't doing such a good job. They're under the weight of stress and whatever and repeating bad programming a lot of times. So, some of us wind up on the short end of the stick. It's the way it is. You know, we we have, uh, there's a lot of great lessons you can learn being at the bottom. There's a lot of great lessons you can learn uh, not having great mentors because you can... You can learn a lot of interesting things. You can learn an empathy, but but as I've said, um, when that happens, when there's a breakdown and and uh, and the family structure is not there and the love is not there, well, guess what? Guess who it falls on? Guess who's the only guarantee every single day? You. Nobody else is your biggest cheerleader. You be it. You be it. You become your own Muhammad Ali, your own whatever, Conor McGregor, before he just went off the deep end and is just so concerned with with hype and annex. You know, anything to make a buck before that, though. You got to have some of that. You don't have to go crazy with just hype, 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 hype. And 
heaven forbid you should just make it all about money because there's I'm really I believe in heart driven I believe in values driven figure out your code build your life around that code and when you build your life around that code when you build your life around those values you are almost definitely going to leave money on the table you're going to leave money on the table maybe a lot of money on the table that's okay that's okay so be it you'll be able to be comfortable in your own skin you'll have peace of mind and uh and if you're like me and you believe in other dimensions you believe in a thereafter you believe there was a before this and you believe there is a thereafter well there's karma in this dimension in this world and there's karma beyond that carries over and so don't be a slave to money money is important yin and yang the material and the immaterial but make no mistake money is not the only consideration your values your code matter a lot and you got to play around with them don't go and just look at some business leader out there and then oh this is their code and then uh, figure out your own you're different you were born at a different time to different parents you have different goals you're at a different age etc in a different raised in a different world different dimension so there are a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts to our lives. You don't have to just go and say, hey, the samurai code is my code. You can, you can take some of the principles that work for them, but start to develop your own code. Play with it. Let it evolve. Update it over time. It's very important. Let that code guide you. But yes, financial prosperity should be a piece of the puzzle. That will give you the freedom to be more of who you want to be. That would alleviate a lot of the stress that will blind you, that will put unnecessary weight and burdens on you. That, that money, that prosperity will enable you to help people when your brother or your sister or whomever, your child calls you and they, they need something, they're distressed, they lost their job, whatever, you can help them. And that will, that will be a glorious moment when you can hopefully something they'll never forget so that ego again it's a very complex thing it's oversimplified and it's oversimplified because we want to because either a lot of people just don't think about it they just don't think about the different dimensions and layers of a of a of a well-rounded ego or they're just so worried about what other people think they spend all their time worrying about oh if I stand out or what will they say about me? What will they whisper about me at the water cooler? And we're so worried about what these other people think and say that we're scared to maybe have that chip on our shoulder every now and again. Now, by the way, don't confuse the chip on the shoulder with being a jerk and with being mean and with looking for trouble. I'm not saying that. Your goal should be to be nonviolent. You don't want to get in fights. You don't want to get a criminal charge. You don't want to go hurting people. You don't want to be a thug. I am not advocating that. I am advocating that aggression and anger and repression and a whole bunch of emotions. There's positive emotions and there's negative emotions, just like a positive charge and a negative charge. And we all, we're human. We feel a wide range of emotions. Some of us do feel anger. We do feel aggression. We do produce a lot of testosterone. And you need to manage those things. And there are many ways to manage them. 
and channel them. I don't want, I saw something today and I think it was psychology, you know, dot org or something like that. And they were talking about, hey, the most corrupt people and abuses of power are people that have high testosterone. Now, by the way, whip de- I mean, common sense, all right? This is just another study. Like, common sense, people who produce a lot of testosterone are going to, you know, have a lot of power and aggression, etc., running through them. People that are, that are more powerful are going to struggle with that power. They are going to, a lot of times, try to take it to the extreme, try to exert and use that power over others. And that's the, that's the nature of the beast. That's just how it was designed. God's design. For reasons we won't always know. But um, it's like the song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Even people out there on social media and running companies who pretend that they're, they want to do nice things, a lot of them just, they just want power. And then when they get it, they'll, they'll wind up doing some of the same crazy stuff they're criticizing the current power for doing. Right? They just they just want the power. And however they can strip others of the power and just take it, they'll do it. They'll say all the right things. That's been done like that for history. Everybody wants, you know, everybody wants to rule the world. So it's about this life is about you have anger, acknowledge it. Don't deny it. Don't repress it. It's gonna come out somewhere and it's gonna be way worse. Don't go getting in fights, but you have anger, you gotta address that. You have to acknowledge that. You have a lot of aggression in you. Acknowledge that. Some people do. You produce a lot of testosterone, whatever. You want power? Acknowledge that. Don't run from that. And channel it. Learn to channel it. Learn to do positive things with it. You better, you better definitely learn to exercise. It's a great therapy. It's a great ventilation for all of those emotions that whirl up inside of us that will eat at us, that will corrode us if we don't channel it. So again, many people, many high performers have done great things with anger, with a chip on their shoulder, proving others wrong. Everyone's like, oh, that's not, the, that's not so high. Why would you do that? This is the only right way to do it. You shouldn't use negative emotions. You're not allowed to have a bad day. Positivity, positivity, positivity. Kumbaya, kumbaya, kumbaya. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Everybody should be happy all the time. And this is the fake, phony social media mythology out there. It's like, you know, kumbaya, kumbaya, kumbaya. I'm sorry, but no, yin and yang, pain and pleasure. And again, the world needs aggressive people. It needs sometimes angry people. It needs people with chip on their shoulders. A lot of them have been the highest performers. They show us the way. They inspire us. They do things that other people won't because they're inspired because they have a fuel. They have a fire. And that fire can come from different. It can come from love. It can come from anger. It can come from humiliation. It can come from negative places. A lot of times the fire and fuel you need can come from what people would consider negative emotions. But it can be a heck of a fire burning in you that propels you, that sparks you, that drives you to great things. You just have to channel it and make sure it doesn't cause you to crash and burn. That's the trick. That's the ego tightrope. That's the balance that you have to strike. And it's constant. You're going to constantly have to adapt that. Constantly, especially if you're the chip on the shoulder type or you... You do have a lot of the anger or whatever in you. Well, 
You're going to have to be mindful. You're going to have to constantly watch and adapt that. You're going to have to know yourself and get yourself removed from situations where you know your ego can get you in trouble. Like, hey, you see somebody you know you're not going to get along with? Leave. Don't stick around so that something can brew and something can happen. And next thing you know, you have an incident or something and you're in trouble. Get out of there. Then, okay, leave. Swallow your ego. Diffuse the situation. Leave. Right? Don't go to two, 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 two extremes. I mean, you... You can have that big ego at times, but you do have to control it. You can have some of that anger, some of that hurt, some of that humiliation, some of that chip on the shoulder. That can be wonderful fuel. Just be mindful of it. Be aware of it. And, 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 and learn to control it. Learn to channel it. Learn to find the right venues, whether it be a punching bag or exercise or hiking or a getaway. Ways you can diffuse, ways you can decompress, ways you can de-stress. You need that. You need that emotional ventilation, especially if you're the person who has aggression. If you have aggression, great. Just be positively aggressive then. Right? You're intense, you're tenacious, that's fine. The world needs that. Some of the most passionate people in the world, intense, tenacious, driven, grit, incredible grit. Just know thyself. And know how to unwind and know, learn to love people. Learn to take all that past passion and tenacity and intensity and use it for good. Use it for good. You're super selfish, it's okay. Be selfish. But learn to be unselfish over time. Learn to, you know, balance things. Right? So that's the ego thing. And we see it here in the fight sports. And... Trust me, you're not going anywhere without a healthy and sizable ego. You're not. I love humble, nice, kind people as much as anything. But I'm here to tell you, if, if being kind 100% of the time solved every problem that I ever had, then I would recommend it. The day that, that, that kindness solves 100% of the problems that I have that the world has, then I'll endorse kindness 100% of the time. But the reality is that's not the way the world is designed. That's not the way the world is designed. Because if you're just kind, 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 you will become a doormat. You can become vulnerable, right? If you want to just be kind, go, you have a house, you have a two-bedroom house, go let 20 people live with you tomorrow. Be kind. What would happen? It'd be a nightmare. Go, go just take in any 20 people at random. Some of those people will rob you, steal you. Some of them might try to kill you. That's where your kindness can get you all the time. You have to be, you have to balance it too. Kindness is the same way. It's a beautiful quality. It's awesome. But you have to be in an environment where kindness is valuable. Kindness might not work in a prison cell. It might not, I mean, it might not work. You might have to carry yourself a different approach. Right? You might not, you know, so... Everything is depending on the situation. And we need to stop as a society pretending that there's just one value system and one button to push at all times. Life changes. Life throws different things at us. And you have to be adaptable. You have to be dynamic. You have to be varied. You need to be a renaissance man or woman who's capable to adapt to a changing world, changing needs. Right? You never know what this world's going to throw at you. As I've said, you might become better known for something you don't expect. 
you're a teacher and you might become better known as a, as a writer or a, as a, uh, you know, maybe as a cook. You never know because life happens. There are late bloomers. There are people that someone they love gets sick or whatever. And next thing you know, you're learning skills and you're gaining expertise you never imagined. Like my friend Alyssa, uh, Alicia Wolf, right outside of San Diego with her awesome Keys Creek lavender farm. She never expected to own a lavender farm so popular that's helped so many people heal and reset themselves. And she never imagined that. It was an accident. She got her heart broken. Her husband left her. And she created that sanctuary. And that place has been a, a, uh, a magnificent retreat and a reset for so many people, for thousands and thousands of people. You don't always know where your greatest impact in this world will come. And so you have to leave yourself open. Do not limit yourself. Do not even limit your ego. Now, like I said, if you want to use what I said as an excuse to be a jerk, that's on you. I'm not recommending that. You, we must learn to love other people. We must learn to be light. We must learn to be positivity in this world. We, we must learn to be more what the world needs. But you are going to have to wrestle a little bit with your ego to figure that out. You may wrestle with your ego the rest of your life. Because life will constantly be changing. There will be different seasons. And you will need to pull from different parts of yourself. Different powers depending upon the demands and the obstacles and the challenges in your life. So that's what I'm here to say about this ego thing that I think so much about. And uh, just go around doing you. We are all a work in progress. I'm not here to tell you I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm perfectly imperfect. And you are too. You gotta love yourself up right where you are today. Right where you are today. You gotta start right there. And, uh, you know, you gotta build yourself up. If you wanna do big things, uh, you, better, you better work on a little bigger ego. I would highly recommend it. It's what I've seen. And I know it goes against the narrative, the false narrative, the mythology that's spread out there. But again, people wanna sell you a product, whatever. And so they want you to think that they're the nicest thing on two feet and that they don't have any bad side in them. They want you to, they're just these kind robots and benevolent people, so buy their product. And they have a lot of money, so everything they say, they're right. Right? And they have a lot of followers, so everything they say, they're right. Well, I'm here to tell you what I've seen as the truth as someone who's studied people up close for so many years, someone who's been blessed with intuition. And uh, it's gone down this rabbit hole. And I'm just telling you. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's a balance between, between community and the individual. There is a balance there to be struck. Right? Community, community, community all the time suppresses you. Individual, individual, individual all the time. Well going to die alone. The lone wolf eventually starves. So if you just do that you, 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 me, me, me thing your whole life, well, what an empty life. 
But if you're always living for other people, you're always putting them before you, always, man, sorry to say, but you're going to get walked on so much and you might not have as much to show for it. Um, I don't, I don't recommend that. Um, the balance. That's what we're talking about here in life. We're talking about the quest for balance, ego balance, individual versus community balance. Um, the balance between being a specialist and being a being a generalist, someone who's well-rounded, someone who is a Renaissance person. So. That's really it. Right now, that wind is coming. I'm going uphill right now. And I think I want to focus on this ride and enjoy the moment here, here under the sun. So, art of life, life jitsu. So grateful for everything that's being built, the good people in my life, people that understand me and give me the benefit of the doubt, trust in me. And uh, we're all teaching each other. We're all a work in progress. And uh, we're all trying to figure out that ego thing and the nutrition thing and the art of building a great life. So thank you so much. My website, www.frankieforza.com. My email is frankie at frankieforza.com. It's been a pleasure. Don't stress. Be blessed. Till next time. Take care.